Special thanks to all our patrons who support the show every single week. We couldn't do it without you. Head over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today for bonus content, exclusive happy hour live chats and more. Patrons, you help keep the run, eat, drink podcast going. And we're so grateful for you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Help support the show by using our Amazon affiliate link. Anytime you shop on Amazon for running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just use runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra. It's only one extra click, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. This is Dean. Judy. Linda. And we are Team Florida Scrub Runner, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Dana, I have wanted to do a show like this, a series of shows like this for, I don't know, we've been talking about it for, it seems like ever, a couple, the last couple of years of the show history. At least the last two years. And now, this is the first of its kind. I call it a runcation recap. And today we are pleased to welcome patrons Dean Gerber and Judy and Linda. We have a trio of patrons of our show, and they are here to recap their experience with the Keys 100. That's right. It's not a 5K. It's not a 10K. It's not a half marathon or a full marathon. No. It is 100 miles. That would make it a ultra. So Dean was the runner. We have Judy and Linda who were his crew. And we welcome you to the first ever Runcation Recap. How are you all doing? Incredible. Thanks for inviting us to come on. Judy, have you recovered yet? Yes, so much so that I had a 10K recovery run <laughs> yesterday. Because 100 miles just wasn't enough, It wasn't apparently. enough. It wasn't enough. We're talking to you how long after the race was completed now? The race started on May 20th, and I finished May 21st. Oh, yeah. So, so A little over a week ago. A little over a week ago. He's back at it doing a 10K. But ladies, crew members... Have you recovered? I, I have. I'm feeling good, <laughs> Linda. I'm still catching up on my sleep, but I am back doing my training. Because I can't imagine crewing, I think, would be crewing and cheering, being a cheer squad, I think would be a tough job. Oh, absolutely. And you got to yeah. remember, too, there's yeah. more to it than just cheering your runner on. We're going to get into all of those particulars oh. throughout the course of the interview today. And, and, and they I can't know. wait to hear that perspective. I've seen it. They know. I've only seen it on 
running documentaries before. Yes. Like we watched one about Hood to Coast. Yes. And you get to get a glimpse of the, what the crews do there. Ragnars. <clears throat> we've watched documentaries for Ragnars. So yeah. we have, we, and we, but you all have firsthand experience. So we can't wait to talk about it. No. We're so happy to have you. And we thank you for supporting our show as patrons, both on Patreon and Buy Me a Coffee. Dana, do you want to kick us off? Sure. But before we we dive too deeply into the what, when, where, why, and how, let's talk about who. Guys, let's start with Dean because he was the runner. Just introduce yourself to the Runcation Nation and tell us just a little bit about yourselves. And we'll go around. Dean, Judy, and then you know, we'll finish up with Linda. And then yeah. we'll get into the, the meat and potatoes here. My name's Dean. I reside in Sebring, Florida, and I do run year-round in the heat and the humidity. I've been running since the 1980s. did stop for a short period due to a, a knee injury that was not running-related. And it wasn't until Judy wanted to do the Princess Half Marathon at Disney in 2017 that I walked into the expo and said, oh, I remember this. So I was shortly thereafter, I got back into running with no knee problem, oddly enough, due to the Galloway method. Judy was using the Galloway method. I started with the Galloway method after running some on my own first, and it really took minutes off my miles. And I feel good about it. And I'm in customized training through Galloway. And I didn't run my first marathon until last year. And then I ran eight and 50K last year. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I'm having fun doing it. I, oh, good. I have the ability to run in the morning before work and enjoy it. And like for keys to get some heat training in, I just change my time of day when I'm running to get that heat training in. It's important to get that extra heat training in Florida. Preparing for a race I, in Florida. I was going to say, I was saying that facetiously, but that's yes. going to dovetail into actually for a race like this, you do. Yeah, you do. Judy, tell us about yourself. I am Judy, Dean's wife of nearly 30 years. Going on our anniversary this year. I was never really a runner at all in my younger days. And when we moved to Florida... Same thing. It was beautiful weather. I'm like, I need to get outside. So I started walking, running, and some local 5Ks. And then, as he mentioned, got it in my head that I wanted to do the Disney Princess half marathon for my 50th birthday as a as a big goal. And also the 10-year anniversary of my breast cancer diagnosis. Oh. So that was, it was a big year for me. And again, that's how I got introduced to the Galloway training. And I've been doing that ever since. Did my first marathon at the Donna, my first and only. You guys were there. Wasn't yeah. a nice day. <laughs> and what what can I say about that? That had to be emotional. Just just you're laughing and crying, and it's not all just about the running there, but it's it's an amazing experience. So to choose that as your marathon, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. That, that was one and done, and I have really no interest in doing it again or anything further. <laughs> He's I've done. What did you say? Nine no, or eight? Eight and an ultra. And eight and an ultra. <laughs> and an ultra. And, oh, oh, okay. And then Judy's over here. I'm one and done. That's it. I'm, with, I'm with Judy on that one. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Linda, tell us about yourself. My name is Linda, and I'm Dean's sister and Judy's sister-in-law. 
I come from New Jersey and I came, went to Florida to be with them for the ultra. I started running seriously again during COVID because I needed something for my own mental health. And Dean started telling me about the Galloway method and all that. So I started doing that because it's the only way I can run, to be honest with you. And my husband at the uh, during COVID was chief of security at a local hospital and the scrubbing and whatnot at the house, I had to do something to save myself. So it was get outside, get some fresh air and started doing the run, walk, run. I, and I totally understand what you're saying about, I can't do it unless I do a run, walk, run. I, and I think a majority of my miles in my last official race were, Walking. Yeah. I just, I, and I feel like if you, if you finish and you finish in your own way, it is, and we say accomplish, explore, and indulge. It is an accomplishment. 100%. Yeah. Cause you're well, laughing. Everybody. Most of my races were virtual. Ah, for uh, COVID. Yeah. I said to Dean, I think I want to come down and do the 10K in during Wine and Dine last year. So yeah. I did. And that was with the, Galloway method. And that's when I first met you and Dana yeah. and a lot of other wonderful people down there too. So it was a very pleasant experience. This is how we got the bug. Yeah. Wine yeah. and dine. Wine weekend. and dine hooked us. That mm-hmm. was it. And I was like, oh, all races are going to be like this. <laughs> uh, here's a hint. All races are not like that, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That said, that's the one that that gave us the bug. And, that's true. So and we have that in common. The rest is history. Disney. Yeah. So I would, we are, this is our first ever Runcation recap. We are recapping the Keys 100, just in case anybody thinks they want to help crew it. Anybody that wants to do it. Dean, can you talk a little bit about why this race? It appealed to me because it's the Keys. Judy and I, uh, for 25 years have been spending quite a bit of time down there. Even before we moved to Florida, we used to live in Cape May, New Jersey before we moved down. And as the spring was coming, the summer couldn't come fast enough through Linda, actually. She was going down to the Keys. We hitched our wagon to her and we came down and it was time for me to buy a new boat. So I bought a new boat specifically that I could trailer it to the Keys for the tarpon run every spring. So we've been going down there quite a bit. Still have the boat after 20, 23 years, but I had friends in the Galloway running community who ran it last year, Adam and Tony, which by the way, shout out to them. They ran it again this year and they PR'd it and they, each of them also won their age or their respective age group. Oh. Uh, incredible job by them again. So I had the chance, Judy and I were just going to go down and cheer them on last year, have a sign and see them every, you know, at the hard spots. And Mm. Adam said, you can pace if you'd like. And I said, sure. What do I need to do? He said, I just register me. So he registered me. It doesn't cost anything for the pacer or the crew, but everybody has to be registered so that they know who's going to be on course. That makes total sense. Yeah. 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 Safety. And that's also very nice. They're not charging for the pacer or the crew. No, yeah, but they, yeah, they just just want to make sure who's on course because they do have course marshals that are out, and you have to have your vehicle marked with your bib number. But uh, so that was a real draw. And then an, a, another friend who is in Galloway ran it last year 
got injured halfway through and couldn't finish. Mm. So I told him afterwards that I'd pace him for 2023 and thought about it and realized I wanted the belt buckle for the hundred miles. So I would just register and we would be running partners. We could work off each other and keep each other going. And that's how I got there. So uh, is it just the hundred mile distance that's a part of that weekend? There are three distances Mm -hmm. and five races. Okay. A 50K, a 50 miler, a hundred miler. And then there's also a 50K team relay and a 100 mile team relay. Wow. Okay. What would you say about the price for it? I have that. Outrageous or because there are like Disney-esque prices or (laughs) which is it's. I had, I thought I had them written down here. Oh, that's okay. We're going to oh, link do. to it anyway. The, the They have early registration and then depending on when registration opens, that will usually go to the end of the year. So early registration for the hundred miler this year was $285. Early registration for the 50 mile was $245. The 50 K was $205. The hundred mile relay was 870. That's six people. Okay. And the 50 mile relay was 450 and that was for three people. Uh, The prices are up there, but they've got a lot to pull off. Yeah. Over a hundred miles. When we're talking a hundred miles in the keys. It's a lot. um, Running from, literally running from Key Largo to Key West. I would say Key Largo is the first official key key where you've left the mainland. And that takes you all the way to Key West, you said? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and I know that those, highway. Yeah, those prices might scare some people, but like right. you said, the logistical challenge that they have to do, the keys have one way in, one way out. Yeah. That's it. So they've, they've got a lot to do there in terms of moving people and runners and allowing those that live there full time or Ooh. those that are traveling, not for the race to, be able yeah. to get around and do. Yeah. Were there pacing like timing requirements? There, there are four, I believe there's five timing mat and mm-hmm. there are pacing requirements to, to cross the mat. I never looked at those cause I didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, the total time, everybody has 32 hours Okay. from the start. From your corral start, you have 32 hours to finish. Okay. Okay. And everybody right now that you've said that is doing the math in right? their head. They're, they're do- going they're to the going- pacing calculators all over the internet. And, and taking into consideration your crew stops as well, because they may take my first- count. I think my first 15 crew stops were literally seconds. All my crew had to do was just hand me a bottle of water and I'd give them the empty one and Mm -hmm. off I went. So Judy and Linda, what I, speaking of crewing, what, why did you decide to, other than brotherly and husbandly (laughs) affection, why did you say, yeah, I'm in it. I'm going to do all this work. I don't need to sleep this weekend. For me, I just felt like it was just an opportunity of a lifetime when there's no Keys 100 in New Jersey. Let's face it. Ah, <laughs> fair. I come to New Jersey, but I'll go to Florida in a heartbeat. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. Judy did not have a choice. And Dean almost spit his water out when she said that. <laughs> well, that's funny. I think that that's what 
I say when you decide to do something and vice versa. Yes. So that's that's, probably why they've been married for so long. Exactly. We're trailing behind them. We're catching up. (laughs) We're catching up. I will say Judy and I run, have run a lot of races together, but we don't run together. Okay. And I understand that. On that odd, but we just, it's her training and her race to run. Oh, I, I understand I that completely. If I wasn't you, holding a camera or a recording device, typically yeah. Amy and I uh, very often, yeah. we don't run races together for that reason. That's her race, her training. She has a completely different Galloway program than I do. Like a run walk run, ratio. Walk even. ratios are totally yeah. askew. And I so. imagine yours are different as well. All of all three of you. Just a little. Just a, li- a little. I'm 5'2", and he's 6'1". I can't keep up with it. You've got I, the shorter legs. I feel this in my soul, Linda, I, uh, <laughs> because this guy is, uh, is tall, and I feel like we we don't run together in some races because we know we're going to get video and stuff and pictures along. I know you're going to do that along the way, but I f- it's that longer leg thing. It's that I just feel like if I'm with you, I feel like I'm also worrying more about you. I don't know if you all feel that. Like, I'm, I, but I do. I feel like I'm worrying about, do you really want to take off and go? What, is it your pace? Is it okay? So. I get that because Dean and Judy gifted me the customized training for Ooh. my birthday because I'm going to do the half marathon at the wine and dine this year. And Dean said he will stay with me. And the first thing I said is I'm not as good as he is. So I don't want to hold him back. Oh, oh it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Said, I'm not going for a PR. So it really doesn't matter. And if I have to crawl across the finish line, I'm going well, to I'm, crawl across the finish line. I'm, I'm also doing the double. I'm doing the 10K the day before. So Yeah. You're doing the two course challenge. Yes. Nice. Nice. So are we going to talk about, we've talked about the logistics and registration and things like that. Yeah. Now this is, I think one of the races, when we talk to people about running all over the country, we say this, some of our favorite places are like Anchorage, Alaska, but Key West is all also always in the mix when we're talking about it. I, I, personally love traveling down to the keys just like you guys do but for those that are listening or watching the video what is the or i should say what is your preferred method of traveling down there and how did you guys get down there this time okay we're only three and a half four four hours maybe because of where sebring is it would be faster, but I have to drive around like Okeechobee to get there. <laughs> uh, one of the things that's unique with the Keys, because there are no water stops, there's no aid stations, you mm. are your own crew. They supply nothing, you supply everything. So in order to do that mm. and carry coolers and all your supplies and food and six cases of water and things like that, Ooh. a van is the way to go. So what we did was we rent, we rented a van Ooh. and it was very convenient. Linda flew in and actually got picked up the van at Orlando International Airport, drove it to our house. Then we outfitted it and 
drove that down to the keys. And ah. it's unique. They also have a competition for decoration of your crew vehicle as well. Uh, we didn't really participate much in that, but the, there is a requirement that your bib number and it must be on four sides of the vehicle, preferably with your name. And they give you a sign to put on there that's your that caution runners ahead and think it, that you need to put on there. I did buy window clings through online with my number and my name on it. Um, oh. So I just put those on the window. Plus, I am also the Florida scrub runner. Just started a little social media thing with called Florida scrub runner. You heard it here first, everybody. Yeah. Tell us and, more about uh, this. So I had our company logo also done on a cling and we put those on there and essentially I haven't done anything with it yet because I had to get through the training in the race. But what my hope is with that is to do all trail runs on public lands in the state of Florida, all the state park system, as much as I can get to, I've got a GoPro, going to video and put them on YouTube and hopefully promote some conservation in the state of Florida with that. We're going to have to interview you at a later date once you get everything up and ready <laughs> our, our, for this. My, my logo yes. for that is is actually a Florida scrub lizard. And if you look for scrub, Florida scrub lizard on YouTube, there's a short clip of one actually running on his hind legs. Um, so Judy did the artwork. Then we sent it off to a graphic artist to do everything. And yeah, so that's our logo. So we had those put on there. Fantastic. But, uh, I love that. You learn something new every day. Yeah. yeah. My, my co-runner, Jamie, his wife really decked out their truck. It was incredible. The, people had those big pool floats strapped on the top, like the uh, Flamingo or whatever strapped to the roof. The added to that is you can identify your crew vehicle when you're coming into some of the places because there might be 10 crew vehicles lined up and you're, you need to get there. That makes sense. It's like luggage so in the airport yeah. so coming out that, of the. That, yeah, that's how we traveled to the Keys. Okay, so I was gonna gonna say you guys rented the van up near your way. You didn't wait Correct. to get down there to rent the van. I do think people that are looking to travel to Key West might want to keep in mind mm. that life has a different pace down there. Very. And if you were trying to wait until you got, let's say you plane hopped and you got into the airport at either Key West or Marathon, you might be able to get a rental car. I don't know that I would rely on that. I would recommend if you're going to do that route where you rent a van, maybe rent it on the mainland and drive down yeah. just like you guys did. Yeah. I feel that people who are going to have to fly in, I don't, they may be flying at different intervals in Florida oh, yeah. and, and supply there or drive down from depending on where you can rent a vehicle that would be my tip as a native floridian as a runner and a crew did you guys or could you give any other travel tips to people who might be looking to do this race in the future or just heading down to the keys any nuggets you might be able to provide the listeners for travel tips as far as we we booked hotel right there at the start lines so that we could be there Many time ahead, mm. not having to worry about getting your ticket, packet pickup right away, and everything. And then we also booked hotels at the end, so we had a place to stay and get cleaned up. And we actually stayed an extra day, but because mm. it's like you said, with the traffic and everything, I wouldn't want to be a distance away and then try to make it there by five in the morning. Oh, so yeah, five a.m. start. I think staying near the start, and also for you to have 
hotels at the end. So you have to drive a hundred miles back for a point to point because it is a point to point. You're not finishing where you're starting. It is nice. They do have a, like a race host hotel, which is where bib pickup is. And we actually stayed right next door in a hotel right next door. We stayed at the courtyard by Marriott. Oh, Marriott. Yeah. And you just walk across the parking lot and you're there. And everything's pretty self-contained there. Bid pickup. They do have a running store that will have some things there that you might need, gels and things like that. Mm. And you can also pre-order from them. They send give you information that you can pre-order. So you don't have if you're flying in, you might not have to carry all of your stuff. Or try to find a store on the way. So you can order it and they'll have it for you to pick up there. Was that kind of in lieu of a race expo? Yeah, there's no expo. It's just that. And they do have stuff that they will sell. They have laid out. Oh, gosh. Yeah, when they get another handheld water bottle, they'll have some of those things or a hat or whatever. They'll have that. But you can also contact them ahead and say, Mm -hmm. I need a box of goose or whatever you, you need. They'll have it ready for you as well. And was it just race day pickup, packet pickup, or was it the day before? Just the day before, Friday afternoon. And then they did have morning pickup as well, early. Morning of. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. So you're down there, you've got your packet, uh, or you're you're down there, you're, you're getting settled for the runner and for the crew. Yeah. Any pre-race rituals the night before? Any th- special dietary considerations? What did you guys do to prepare? Well, or- ordinarily for me, I'll have my large meal the day before a race, early or mid-afternoon, and then I'll have something lighter around dinner time or six o'clock. But that didn't happen this time. We were actually with everybody, with the whole crew that we had down there. There were four runners, and my crew was two. My co-runner's crew was one and Tony and Adam had, they had a whole entourage. So we actually ate at a place in Key Largo called Di Giorgio, Di Giorgio's Italian Cafe in Key Largo, also on Diners, Drivers and Dives. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I did have pasta and stuff. Yeah. I figured it wasn't going to hurt me too bad because I wasn't going 5K pace. It was an easier pace to start the race, even though I was running distance. Get some pasta, and I just had some penne with meat sauce, something easy to go. Although the garlic knots looked great, but I knew to stay away from them because I knew I would pay for that later on with heartburn or any uh, gastro issues in the morning. But everything looked terrific. But for the crew, what did you have at this this little Italian place? I did indulge in the garlic knots. They were quite good. (laughs) I had a steak and spinach salad. It was really nice. Ooh. Glass of wine because I needed to sleep that night. Oh, nice. (laughs) Linda, what? I don't remember. (laughs) You don't remember what you had, but you all would recommend this place. Oh, Oh, yeah. The food was excellent. And the atmosphere, and they were all great there because we were a very large group and they were able to accommodate everyone. Yeah, very accommodating. The The wait staff was very good. The mm-hmm. management staff was wonderful. Oh, good. Uh, apparently, Adam and Tony and his crew last year, that's where they had their pre-race meal the day before, and they decided they wanted to go back. Oh, uh-huh. that's where we ate. Very nice. So walking distance of the start line. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, we walked right across the street, and we were there in five minutes. That's, and that's a great tip yeah. for those that are going to be doing this race. Having right. something close by where you don't have to worry about driving or finding something maybe the day before the race or the night before the race is not the time to go out and explore. 
No, it's, it's that's why we say accomplished goes first. first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In our- <laughs> okay, so that's pre-race. Yeah. Now let's talk morning of. Any rituals that you do yeah. morning of and any specific fuel, hydration, anything morning of? Yeah. And this is for the whole um, crew, crew and runner. Okay. For me, leading up to any race, I hydrate days before, including electrolytes. It was no different for this one. And I use a Hammer Nutrition products. They have a couple of pre-race products that I use for the days leading up. One of the products I use this time is called Liquid Endurance. It helps really super hydrate you. You'll gain water weight by two or three percent of your total body weight. Oh, wow. Which I thought was very important for this race because it's hot and humid and it was. So I use that. And then usually the morning of it's just a bottle of water with some electrolytes in it. And usually I'll have a bowl of instant oatmeal because it's just, it's easy to digest, goes through. I grabbed, I didn't, I was rushed a little bit. You were rushed? <laughs> and grabbed grabbed the banana and headed out the door. It was okay. Dean is laughing the, about being rushed. What is that well, about? <laughs> something we runners talk about from time to time. Uh, and Jeff Galloway actually discusses it. Uh, about how to address this. But I will say I have a very long history of being very constipated on race weekends. So I've never had to worry about this particular issue. So that's like a superpower for runners, Dean. Good for you. I had to poop before I left the hotel. Linda was in the shower. I actually had to go out into the lobby and use the restroom out there before I left the hotel. Better to do it there than to have to do it along the course. Yeah. I understand. Well, that. I did it along the course too, three oh. times. Oh, okay. this is a hundred miles. miles. You're going to. Yeah. And I was so well hydrated. It just worked. It wasn't an issue. It wasn't a problem. I didn't have any GI issues or anything well, like that's that. Good. It yeah. was, I had to go. I had to go. And strategically they, had, the crew stops were right where they needed to be right when I needed to be them. Be, uh, right there you go. There yeah, you go. It, so it worked out well. Judy says she had a nice glass of wine so she could sleep well. How was the ritual in getting up and getting ready for to crew the race, Judy? Well, for us, it was not a normal day for us. We weren't running, so there wasn't the normal thing I would do. However, and I can, I'm pretty sure I can speak for Linda on this point, that knowing we were going to be up for a very long time, coffee was a major priority. <laughs> major priority. Linda, do you confirm this? Yes, I do. <laughs> so coffee was a priority for the ladies and the crew. Uh, Linda, are you? were you up at 3 a.m.? Was it like a Disney wake up 3 a.m., y'all? I got up at 4.30. 4.30. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I was up at 4.30. Okay. The first, the elite runners went off at 5.30. Okay. And my start time was 6.40. Oh, so okay. I, I had plenty of time to get over there. Uh, when I said I was rushed, it's because I wanted to see my co-runner go off. He, his start time was 535. Ah, yes. I did see my other friends, Adam and Tony, off as well when they went off. That's um, good. That's yeah. great. And, and, Not and rushed. We, we do travel with a Keurig. So coffee is never a problem for us. Awesome. Priorities. If you-, you can't always count on that hotel room coffee maker. Nope. And you, no. what you can count on is it's probably not going to turn out very good coffee. You can count on that unless it's a Keurig or a Nespresso or mm. one of those higher end coffee maker things. I don't know. You can't have a cafe right there. 
Plus, I can have whatever coffee I want. That too. What? You can have whatever coffee you want. That's true. Whatever, whatever you brew. You, yeah. yeah. And I was just going to say before we go on to the next yeah, question, yeah. the hammer nutrition stuff, is that what you also carried with you throughout the race as well? Yes. Oh, okay. I use that. That's, I use that on course. The ultra fuel is a powder that they were mixing in a shaker bottle, putting it in the, in, in the bottle, my squeeze bottle for me. Their electrolyte product comes in a powder. They were using that as well. It also comes in caps that I carry. I also use another product called anti-fatigue caps. It just mm. helps clear the ammonia from your system so you don't get that lactic acid buildup oh. uh, in your muscles. It works for me. <laughs> they're gels I really like because they're not real sweet and the flavor is very mild. So if you do need to take more than a couple during a race, they're not upsetting your stomach and it just... it. Uh, they just yes. work very well. Some yeah. there are some products that are just so sweet, too sweet, or just the wrong flavor to have on a course. Yeah, I try to stay with the very mild stuff like banana and apple cinnamon are the two that I usually go with. They also come mm -hmm. in they come in the regular packets that you're used to seeing, but they also sell it in bulk by like a it's I think it's a 32 ounce bottle, and they also sell a little flask that you can fill it up. Oh, that holds several. So you just pop the top on the flask, take a squeeze and put it back in your pocket. And you're good to go. That You're not littering that way and you don't have to try to open it. You're not getting gel all over your fingers. And I like that. Smart. Yeah. This is good. This is the crew didn't have to get up early, but uh, like early, early. early. Yeah. But I'm thinking what uh, he's talked about nutrition and hydration and things that fueled the whole entire race what did you all bring did you bring anything to keep you hydrated or fueled in particular i need to know and i see this i hear linda laughing i see judy smiling i need the 411 ladies this is all going to be news to me oh good <laughs> let's well, in the morning, when we went back to the room, of course, we had to get everything down to the car, the van. And so we missed the first stop. So right in the beginning, we felt like failures. <laughs> you missed the first stop. Yeah, because we had to take the curing down to the van and because we had to check out of the room. So that was a bit of a rush. But we also thought that there would be the coffee uh, maker time for us to stop someplace and eat. So we didn't eat for a long time <laughs> and until we broke into Dean's Uncrustables. You and ate runner fuel. Yes, we did. He oh. hadn't wanted them, so we figured that we were safe. So I, at 62, had my first Uncrustables because I was starving. There, and I love then that. we broke into his Pringles, too. So... We didn't really eat until almost dark when we went through the McDonald's and had a quarter pounder with cheese and French fries. And I bet that was and, tasty. And I was being nice. I packed them a sack of Sausalito cookies. Oh. Uh, just for my crew. And they they were eating my stuff. Guilty as George. Dean, are you better? We really didn't know what to In all honesty, we didn't know what to expect. I might have reconsidered if Dean told me I was going to have to eat. We thought we were going to have time to stop and have a sit-down dinner, and it didn't ever happen because it was yeah. so ungodly hot. 
Yeah. We didn't want to miss a crew spot stop because yeah. you said earlier we had other runners stop when they couldn't make it to their own people. And we tried to help as many people as we could. Um, That's so nice. We just didn't want to not be there for yeah. him at a stop. Yeah. The first stop was only a little over two miles into the race. It wasn't a big imposition, but I just ran past and looked and didn't see my van. So I just kept going. <laughs> did you text them or did you all keep in communication with text or calling or what is that? <clears throat> no, he had his notifications off, so we couldn't <laughs> text him. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Judy, did you approve this? I was I have the Find My Friends app, so that's what how I was tracking it. Oh good. Yes. He okay. Had, he had his Garmin tracking on, but the Find My Friends was working for me because Better. I could always see how far away from me he was. Okay. Uh, so we would go leapfrog to the next stop and I would we'd be having trying to get everything ready that week he said he wanted. And Good. I would just watch the find my friends. And as soon as I saw he was approaching, I'm like, oh, here he comes. We would jump out and do everything. You just jump out of the van. Yes. Yeah. I had the notifications turned off on my phone because I had a co-runner I was going to catch. And I knew three other runners. And I didn't want to keep hearing the ding. I would check it occasionally, but I didn't want to have to feel like to check it all the time. I didn't want to be bothered with that. I can understand yeah, that. Pulls, you're you, pulls you out of your zone. And you're yeah, in and my, yeah. Garmin, my Garmin live track. She could follow. Like she said, the find my friends will actually tell you the distance between the phone that you're looking at. In this case, me and you. So she knew how far away. I was. Yeah, but I did. I, I had a notebook with everything I wanted and when. And then I had extra stuff like the Uncrustables I grabbed. I said, maybe I might want a, a PB&J. So I grabbed those. I bought pretzel bites from Publix and I had all different things, even yellow mustard for the pretzels, right? Um, oh, yeah. Several, several, yeah. Oh, Lifesaver gummies, things like that. Because, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. So I, but I told them before we even left that they're more than welcome to have anything that was in, uh, that was packed away in there. Cause there was plenty of it. And it yeah, was, we had a whole van full really. And it was so nice that Linda and Judy, that you were trying, that you knew you had an excess and maybe that's a tip if you're crewing for somebody in a race like this so that you can help out others. Yeah, I, as you see, I have to assume it's an unwritten rule yeah. that you help another runner if they need it. That, yeah. that I've we I've always done it on race courses when we've had people fall out. You stop. You help. I'm there. I'm I mean, like, you, take this packet of biofreezer. <laughs> no, I told him we helped my coat when I finally reached my co-runner. We actually aided another runner for a better part of half of the race to the end. Not only the crews, runner to runner. Yeah. Runners are just some of the nicest people and that you meet on a race course for the first time that are helping you through it. Yeah. So they, they, they yeah. they're going through it. They, or they've been through it. They I, completely yeah. understand. Yeah. So you mentioned it earlier. They provide nothing. The crews provide everything. So that's your on-course support is what you bring. Can you talk a little bit about the course itself? Oh yeah. And what somebody who might choose to do this or one of the other distances might expect if they were to come run this? It's Florida Keys has one road in, one road out, and that is the Overseas Highway. The Quite a bit of it's run on the sidewalk, run on the sidewalk on the ocean side. So you're always on the facing traffic, as you would if you're running in your neighborhood. Safe. Where there's no sidewalk, you are on the shoulder of the road. 
Mm-hmm. Some places it's rather narrow. A uh, couple places you actually are on a, a frontage road that may not exactly be on overseas highway, but it's one of those little mini blocks away. On occasion, you do cross overseas highway and there are sheriff's deputies there to cross you over. And that is the only place you're allowed to cross with assistance. Overseas highway is very busy and can be very dangerous. I started Seven Mile Bridge like right at dusk. I actually ran across Seven Mile Bridge in the dark and you are on the shoulder of the road. There's a yellow, there's a white stripe to your right and there is a bridge wall to your left. And there's maybe three and a half or four feet of space in between. And that's your course and you go across. So you do spend a lot. There are sections of sidewalk. Some of those sidewalks are they aren't flush with the ground like you might find in a lot of spots. So you've got four in, a four-inch drop-off on either edge. So you really need to pay close attention to where you are when you're running on the sidewalk so you're not going to twist an ankle going off the edge or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There is quite a bit of rocks and pebbles, I guess, from limestone and things. Because let's, Florida is just sitting on one big slab of limestone. Anyway. Sure. I actually wore shoe gaiters for the whole race. I can get a rock in my shoe just going out to get the mail. So I opted to wear shoe gaiters for the for the 100 miles. Two pair, actually. I switched them halfway through, Ooh. which was great because the, I was running with Chris Twiggs for a bit. And I think he had to stop more than once. Friend uh, of the show. The, we yes. Had him on. Coach. Yeah. That's not too bad. The traffic. The only concern with overseas seven mile bridge at night. It's a Saturday night in the Florida Keys. You just need to really pay attention. Yes. It's Saturday night. Yes. And, yeah. But the, one of the hard, fast rules of the Keys 100 is you have to have a reflective vest that's 365 degrees around. And you have to have flashing lights front and back. Knox uh, okay. gear fits those. Fits that. Hey, parameter. there you go. Yeah. I wore Knox gear. I also carried a flashlight. And you have to have it with you mm-hmm. at, at 730. So your last crew stop nearest to 7.30, you need to pick up your lights, lights, your flashing lights in your vest so that when the sun goes down, it's actually, I think it's 7.30 to turn it on. Yeah. If your last crew stop is 7.15, better get your vest then and then 7.30, turn it on. And I think mm. we all, our whole crew of runners had uh, knocks. Mm. It's also a, for the any crew member that's outside of a crew member during the, it, when it's dark, has to have a vest and a flashing light. I just bought construction vests and flashing lights at Walmart that they used. That makes sense. And what was interesting was the stop right before the 7.30, marshals were coming around asking, telling us that if our runners came into the stop and didn't have their lights on, that they would receive a penalty, a time penalty. A time penalty. Yes, there, there are time penalties for different things. There was one, I don't know if Lucien Boulay, he got a one-hour time penalty because he didn't have the caution runner sign. I don't know if, if he put it on and it came off or he didn't ha- happen to get one, but they, he got a one-hour penalty for that. Wow. They're not joking around. Yeah. And if you're close to 32 hours, he wasn't. He had plenty of time. He's, you know, that, that could be disaster because you could <laughs> you come in over time. Yeah. But in fact, crossing where you're not supposed to cross, Crewing, because there are designated crew stops. If you don't crew in a designated crew stop and caught, you will be penalized. 
takes a lot. Folks don't know. It takes a lot to get a permit to put a race on, whether it's a half marathon and this. And there are issues with bathroom breaks taken where they shouldn't be taken, um, things like that. And that will affect, can affect getting a a race permit for the following year. So they Mm want to make sure that be kind to the residents that are down there, the people that are on vacation, business owners. Uh, There are many businesses that allow us to crew in their parking lot. And they're very gracious about it. And I can tell you as a runner and having pace last year that it's a huge help and it's greatly appreciated. The uh, transporting and driving to the different crew stops. Now, Linda, Judy, who drove? Did you take turns? I did. No, I drove from the start to the finish. Judy was busy. They give you, tell you where the stops are, much farther they are. So Judy was busy trying to read backwards the the mile markers and whatnot. And it wasn't <laughs> so bad during the day, but during the night, uh, because uh. there are no streetlights down the overseas highway, it was brutal. And we were following Jamie's wife, Blake. She had done this before. And if it wasn't for her, I think Judy and I would still be trying to find our way to where the spot was. One of the one of wow. these spots we missed. We had to turn around because it was in a restaurant parking lot and you pull in and then you had to climb a, I don't know, a mountain is what it seemed like to me with all of our stuff to meet them. Yeah, it's just the embankment that goes from the parking lot up to overseas highway. Yeah, and and it seemed like it was straight up and then everybody was up there waiting for their runner to come with your blinking lights on and your, your, all the stuff that you carry to make sure that we had everything that he would need. The one thing that can get confusing because everybody gives directions in the Florida Keys by the mile markers. Yes. My mile one is mile 99. My mile two is mile 98. Mile marker 98. So as I'm into the race, so it can get confusing because they give you a book of all the stops and everything, and you can print it out online and everything. But the mile that the runner's in isn't the same as the mile marker. So because you're going opposite. So it can get confusing. Wow. A couple of times, that's how we would miss the stop because it says mile marker like 26.9. You don't know you're there until you see 27 and you've missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So that sounds like it's a challenging like the driving to the actual stops. Yeah. Especially in the dark. That's overnight. And there are 200 runners with essentially close to 200 vehicles just in the individual 100 miler. Add the relay teams to that and you've got more. And we're all vying for parking spaces in in the crew stops. We're all at different paces and different speeds and different starting times. So, you know, you're going to tend to see the same maybe 10 crews all the time. And different goals too. Well, hunters... There was even a van full of bagpipers that every time they would greet their runners, they would all be standing there and they would be playing the bagpipes. Did they wear kilts? Did they have kilts on? Yes. Um, Excellent. Data, you would have been at home. Excellent. Ah, ah. I love it. (laughs) No, go ahead. No, I just, what was the toughest part for each of you and what was the most gratifying? For me, the most gratifying was watching them all come. We ran them in. Uh, at the finish line, they finished and we were just behind them. Oh. And we had friends there that, that took pictures. And But that, seeing them, what an accomplishment. 
And the most exciting part for me was being a part of that. The toughest part, I really thought it, I would say it was being up for 40 hours, but it wasn't really that. It was watching some of the difficulties that they had to overcome. Dean's feet. <laughs> when oh. He was retaping his feet and problem solving because they were wet and retaping so he didn't get blisters and all of those little things that you can't control yeah. and watching that. And I really can't help. You feel a little helpless because yeah. you're just watching. So yeah, that's I, it for me. My running partner, Jamie, introduced me to a taping method for your feet. It's a low dye method for to protect your plantar fascia and or if you're having issues to mm. help protect. But it's also great because of the way the wrap is done, it protects your feet from blisters. Now, I was using a Nathan cooling bandana, which it it's a triangle, and it's one big pocket. It's got a zipper, and you put ice in it, and you put it around your neck, mm. okay? You put ice in the ends, and they hang down. I was running using Ziploc bags of ice to cool. It's designed for straight ice, but I knew I didn't want my feet to get wet or my running shorts because that causes another issue. I do use a couple products, one called Run Goo and one called Squirrel's Nut Butter. Yep. Yeah, I heard about that. Prevent chafing and things like that. So I, was, I use that at, in some areas, but I couldn't use it on my feet because of the tape, which is just KT tape. Okay. Uh, it's about seven pieces of KT tape on your feet, and it works great. But at one point, the heat and the humidity and the direct sun, I wasn't getting the cooling that I wanted. So I made a conscious decision to either take care of the heat and deal with the blisters or deal with overheating constantly. And I opted to take care of the heating issue and deal with the blisters later. Mile, just about mile 50. I, I didn't know it was mile 50. I had a shoe change scheduled. So I removed my shoes, removed my socks and my feet were, both my feet were pruny and I knew I was having tape problems. I removed the tape, dried them as best I could with a yoga towel. So they were like dry to the touch, but they were still pruned up. They were pristine. I had no blisters, no nothing. Retaped and went on my way. So what blisters I did get came in the last 50 miles. And I didn't, uh -huh. I have... I have peripheral neuropathy from, I'm a head and neck cancer survivor, and I have peripheral neuropathy in my hands and feet. They're either numb or they ache a little bit all the time. I keep that at bay with running helps actually. So I really can't tell when I have blisters. In the last 20 miles of the race, I, I really felt my feet uh, was like pins and needles. And then it was like walking on broken glass. Uh, only after the crew stopped, getting back to running was, a diff was slightly difficult, but- mm coming in fine. And then once I got back to the hotel room, removed the tin and mm -hmm. everything and could lance the blisters, everything was much better. Still a little tender, but much better. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so all along this course, what was your favorite scenery? And I'm sure a lot of people would say, of course, it's going to be seven mile bridge, well, but maybe not. Well, as part of like an answer to, the, to an earlier question as to why this race I've driven overseas highway so many times in the last 25 years and stayed at quite a, lot, quite a bit of places along the way. But this is a very up close look of a 100 miles of the Florida Keys that you don't get to see only from your car window. That's fair. Having fished down there for so many years, 
an exciting part for me was running over the Channel 5 bridge because I spent many hours fishing under that bridge and in one of the bites that's right there. So being on foot over top of that bridge with the, that turquoise water Ooh. of the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean right there, standing on top of it, going over that bridge, one of many bridges, but Channel 5 specifically gives you a great view. It was a great time of day. That's outstanding, as is running into Key West. People don't necessarily know what's going on, but they see people coming by with a race number on mm -hmm. and see you come by. So you get some hoots and stuff or from teams that have finished and are leaving the, the finish area, driving out. You get beeps and things like that. And that'll lift you a little bit. But usually on, on course, there's really nobody out there cheering you on other yeah. than leaving the crew stops. You might run past five or six other crew vans on your way out and cheering you out back onto the course. Yeah. So there are no real race signs, what have you, to keep you motivated. What? Oh, I don't. What is this? Last year with Galloway Customized had three runners running, Adam, oh. Tony, and Jamie. And Judy, being an artist, painted them signs that said, go Jamie, go Adam, and with the Keys 100 logo on it. And she painted one this year for Chris. You might have seen that on social media uh -huh. and the, the Tiki statue there. And she also painted a general one that said, go CTP warriors. Cause that's our, our little in crowd of ultra runners that were doing the keys. We had a text chain. Adam and Tony started last year calling each other warriors and that sticks. We're all CTP warriors, customized training program warriors. So I'm the only one that didn't have a sign and Judy had everybody sign. The Go CTP Warrior sign, and we were we didn't know what to do with it. So I said, "I'm keeping it." Oh, <laughs> so great! The sign painting, so, <sighs> and I realized this is radio, and you couldn't see that, but I was holding up the sign. That's so great to have memorabilia and keepsakes, and yeah, yeah. and it has been floating around social media from Coach Twig's posts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just. You have talked about, Judy and Linda, you've talked about how run your runner into the finish, right? So uh, how was the finish line experience for you all? I'm not going to lie. I was emotional. <laughs> Actually, I was crying probably three stops before the end because I really? didn't <laughs> the She's speaking the truth. Too. The, the second to the last stop is five miles from the finish line oh. where, where we live, my run, my regular running course is five miles and it starts at my driveway, runs around the golf course and then comes back to my driveway. It's five miles. And we just call it the Dwayne Palmer loop because that's the name of the circle that goes around. So I'm sitting at the behind the van, sitting there having some Coke, Coca-Cola and Judy says five miles. I turn to her and that's when I got choked up and I said, it's just one loop around Dwayne Palmer. And we fist bumped and she gave me a kiss and off I went Aww. and ran it in. And the last stop is 2.1 miles from the finish. Mm -hmm. So they got our fluids and all that. And we were on our way and Jamie and I and Chris were talking and at this point, we're walking because you do you hit a walk wall at some point when you're not an elite runner. 
and we're walking in and Jamie, my co-runner, who had a leg injury in October that he really slowed him down for this race. And I don't know if we had talked about why I ran to catch him and how I caught him and he started an hour ahead of him, but he was having knee troubles. He's going to have it fixed now, but he didn't want to have it fixed until after this race. And we were discussing Chris Twig said that we're running it in. And Jamie was like, oh, you guys do what you want. I'm not running it in. And as we got closer and closer and closer, we're like, Here, we're going, we're going, we're doing it. We're doing it. And so it was maybe 10 feet <laughs> we ran across the finish line together. And that's when I got emotional it was being a cancer survivor. And what I went through, I know I can do hard things like this, just making it, it's more than just crossing the finish line. It's all the training that goes into it, all the miles of the training that go into it, all the second guessing mm. and everything else that goes into it. It just, it's incredible. And I couldn't have done it without Judy and Linda and Jamie and Blake. Everybody was fantastic. Coach Twiggs, he knows how I feel about him. He got me there. And yeah, it was, it's good. Very minimalistic at the end. You know, there's a, an inflated arch and stuff. And every time a runner comes in, anybody that's under the tent having a burger and a beer or whatever, because people are just milling around, they'll holler, runner, and everybody will stop and start hooting and clapping and stuff. And, you know, and then it was our turn to do it for the people coming in. And that was, it, it was nice seeing everybody at the end, Adam and Tony, who finished several hours before Jamie and I did, and their crew and their pacer was also from Customized, came down from Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's the finish line experience there is pretty fun. You're on the beach. You finish at Higgs Beach oh. on the beach. What uh, would you? What was your overall time that it took um, you to complete it? Twenty nine hours fifty six minutes, I believe. Wow, that's fantastic! <laughs> My gosh. And for running a hundred miles over just under thirty hours, what did <clears> you get? We're rep, we're what can a person who maybe says, I want to do my first well, ultra or I want to do a, I want to do a hundred miler. You get, mm -hmm. you get a medal. You get a medal. That's a cool medal. Yeah. I like it. But then the tradition for a hundred miles <clears throat> is the belt buckle. And the oh. belt buckle's got a, a macaw on it sitting on the mile 100 mile marker. And it was the 15th annual. And it's just keys 100. And, and it's it seven. So it's set can, on black. I like that. Yeah, Five. it's funny because this being the fifteenth anniversary, uh -huh. um, they did a. They wanted to do a special look, so they did the gold with the black background. I like it. And with their Keys One Hundred logo is the McCall sitting on the Mile One Hundred mark. And you also at registration got a passport, an ultra marathon passport for the United States, uh, and all the majors are in there. And when you finish an ultra marathon for one of those majors, you actually get you get a sticker and fill in your time, and it's signed by the race director and everything. It's, it's a nice keepsake. It comes in a nice yeah. box, and they give you an engraved pen for this that said Keys 100 Ultra Marathon on it. What did so, the crew get? My undying affection. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would be the answer, but see, you just walked right into that. I hate to say this, but I hope somebody that organizes the Keys 100 is listening because I was so disappointed that they didn't have crew shirts that we could buy there. Oh. Uh, marketing, merchandising opportunity. Yeah, because uh, it is. that would have been a keepsake for me. 
Yes, as it shirts. was, I bought one from the tiki bar where we stayed afterwards. Judy and I got tank tops that said the. Uh, yeah, they got tanked tops. At the Tipsy Rooster. <laughs> tipsy, yeah, tipsy Rooster. Rooster. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, we're going to get to that those recommendations in just well, a second. Yes. Round us out here. What did all of you learn from this experience that applies to life, to training, or maybe your next race? All of you. It's a loaded well, question, I know. Like I said, it's that you can do difficult things. You know, you put in the training, you get all the information that you can about something, mm-hmm. and then... You go in for running, get the training you need. If your training's not working, maybe there's something else out there training-wise, method-wise that, that works and do it. I Before we started on this, we were talking about David Goggins. And mm. for as mm-hmm. incredible as he is, one of the things he says is, don't quit when you're tired, quit when you're finished. Yeah. And that was always with me quite a bit among other mantras throughout this. But that was it. I wasn't going to quit till I was finished. Ladies, I don't know if I learned this, but I found that found it surprising how easy it was for us. Other than the getting to one stop to the next and finding a parking spot, Dean did a lot of preparation. He basically all we had to do was get in the van and show up where we needed to be. He had everything ready, and other than my, my biggest fear was being able to stay up all night and be where I needed to be, and surprisingly, that was not a problem. So. Yeah. Those all-nighters in college are not for nothing. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. More like my middle age insomnia. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There, insomnia hits everybody. Say, right? Welcome to yeah. my world. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Linda? I really learned to appreciate my sister-in-law. For oh. Sure. She was, we got a little punchy there at the end. Some things we just got giggling about. And like she said, Dean planned everything. He picked the van, which both sides opened and then the hatch opened in the back. And Judy and I, I was under the mis- misinterpretation that she had crewed last year when really oh. she just threw Dean out to pace somebody and she traveled on. Just so threw him out. Just. We kind of <laughs> just fell into a routine. I took care of the electrolytes and she did her thing on the other side of the van and we met in the back, met in the back where he was sitting and he would tell us what he wanted for the next time and we would prep. And so I really think we worked very well together and he's a great person. And I cried when I left their house. <laughs> it does it bond was- you together. I imagine that experience. <laughs> it's because she had to go back to New Jersey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's sad too. Oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but it really was, it was a great experience. And the first thing that Judy and I said is, I hope you put, don't plan to ever do that again because <laughs> we're not going to grow for you. <laughs> I feel like Dean's face right now is never say never. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I want to, we've talked about the accomplishment. Yes. I feel like we need to talk about your post. at the Explorer and Indulge. Your so post-race Let's get to the meals. good stuff here. Yes. We stayed at the Southwinds. Motel in Key West. It was pretty close to Higgs Beach. I figured at the post race, if it was sponsored by Mick Ultra, was one of the sponsors. So there was plenty of Mick Ultra to be had. <laughs> so I figured if I had too much of that, I could always walk 
<laughs> to the motel or have somebody carry me. But it was nearby. It's a nice little old Keys motel, clean, really clean place. They have two pools. They've got their own liquor store and they have a sidewalk tiki bar. Nice. Called the oh. Rooster. Oh. So, yeah. So what we did Sunday afternoon was a bit of a mess because I just wanted to, I actually napped before I even got a shower or anything and told them to go get dinner, do whatever. I'm, I'll bring me back something. Judy knows what I can eat. And in the meantime, I showered. So that they did that. But Monday, we were going to hang by the pool and then go to dinner. And I promised my crew dinner at Ricky's Blue Heaven in the Bahama Village in Key West. It's one of Judy's, one of the places Judy and I really enjoy going. It's a fantastic place. The food's fantastic. The are familiar. Yeah. So good. There were some changes of rooms with Jamie and his wife. The hotel they were supposed to stay in, their pool was broke. Aww. They got a room where we were staying. Good. So we were going to hang out by the pool. Our other running buddies came. They weren't staying in Key West, but came back to Key West to see some of the tourist sites. And apparently we all met at the Tipsy Rooster instead of the pool. And we're there most of the afternoon before we went to dinner. And just... Typical tiki bar fair. I was drinking some land shark lagers and people were having some beers. I don't know what you were drinking. I decided to check out the specials menu that they oh. had there. And there was a coconut margarita. Ooh. Which was quite divine. <laughs> That's different. That is different. Oh, a coconut what, margarita. What was it was coconut flavored tequila, coconut water, your the regular margarita mix. I think that was it. But it was really good. Yeah, the orange juice, I think. And, so tart uh, and sweet. Yes. Like the first sip I took, you know, it tastes like a regular margarita. And then just a second later, I got the coconut flavor. What lingers. Yeah, that's nice. Nice. Linda, what did you have? <laughs> Tonic water and lime. <laughs> Tonic water and lime. See, <laughs> it's good. It's good. I love fizzy water okay, or tonic water. It's hot. You have to hydrate. Oh, you do. You do. You did anybody have key lime pie? Anyone? Oh, well, well, yes. At dinner at dinner. We did all get to dinner. I think there was fourteen of us total. We did go to Blue Heaven, and the food is exquisite there. I wasn't starving, but I did. So I didn't get an appetizer. I did have. It was what I have. Oh, yellowtail with angel hair. Angel hair pasta. That's a. Blanc and tropical fruit. And I was imbibing in Papa's Pilar <gasps> Sherry Cask Aged Rum. Very nice. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love Great it. Great choices. Yes. All the way around. By oh, way. Papa's Pilar. Soiled oh, only by some ice cubes. <laughs> oh, it opens up the flavors, right? Well, or is that just with bourbon? No. I don't it, know. It does with Papa's Pilar as well. It's awesome. Have you yeah. had the blonde? Have you had the blonde, Papa's Pilar? I haven't had the blonde, but I usually get the dark. And Publix, as an aside, Publix has it on sale this week. Oh, hey, hey! I think there's a public service announcement. We need to take a field <laughs> um, trip. Dean, you need to tell them what you guys toasted with at the finish line. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the customized training folks brought with him. And I'm going to get this wrong. Is he, where is he from? Finland, I think. I think he's. Finland or Sweden. Yeah. yeah. One of the scans. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Over, so I don't overseas know. somewhere. 
Yes. <laughs> he brought with him a liquor and gave it to Chris Twiggs. And Chris had that at the finish line. And we all did a, a shot of that. And it was like, it was a licorice or an anise flavored uh, oh. liquor. It, it was very much like Jägermeister. But it was tasty. I don't know if I would want to drink it after a hundred mile race, but it was tasty. Really? I so, would crave a beer yeah. probably. Yeah. 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 So Blue Heaven. Yeah. I'm, we're big fans. And oh, I, huge. I think they have some of the best key lime pie in the Keys. Uh-huh. Uh, they have Love the, their certainly cats. the tallest meringue, I think. Tallest meringue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The big meringue. Big meringue. Big meringue. Yeah. Their brunch was good, too. Yeah. Judy had, what was the appetizer you had there? That was uh, good. It was a tuna ceviche. Ooh. Ooh. It was plantain chips. Plantain chips. And avocado slices. Very nice. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds really good. Delightful. Actually. So, I had, I had filet that came with mashed potatoes, corn. I think everybody had a little slice of cornbread that came with their entrees. Oh, yeah. that sounds good. I'm glad you guys got the dinner menu. Yeah. It sounds like because we did brunch there last. We did time. brunch, so I was curious about yeah how it would be. So it was, it was great. The entertainment there. They had the bands. Different it was very quiet. Oh. Not two people playing the yeah. instruments. That's it. No singing. Just it was the atmosphere there is just so oh. phenomenal. Yeah, it was a, an acoustic guitar and a clarinet, I believe. Hmm. It was very oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. So you could actually, it's yeah. in the background, but then you can enjoy the meal and yeah. the conversation, right. which is nice. Now, we want to know. And if the Runcation Nation has questions about crewing, about ultra marathons, about and wants to connect, but customized training and like that, how can the Runcation Nation connect with the three of you, Dean? How can we connect with you? Okay, I am on Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram handle is at d w g e r b at d w gerb, and I also have the Instagram handle. At Florida Scrub Runner. There you um, go. It's it's under construction. I haven't posted anything yet. It just says coming soon or something up there now with our little running lizard logo. And Come. Facebook, you can find me out on there. Mm -hmm. If you want to know about the Galloway running programs, jeffgalloway.com um, and his different coaching programs. Mm. Or when you want to learn about his method, all of the information on how to get started is free on his website. It is. Judy, if people oh. have... Crewing questions. I have crewing answers. <laughs> I'm on Facebook, just my name, Judy Gerber, and on Instagram at sweetgal67. Linda? I don't do Facebook, but Lindy G. Myers on Instagram. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I've just followed Florida Scrub Runner. Yes. So. We can't <laughs> wait to see the adventures. We remember when we just, when we had runny drink podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. It was runny drink pod and all that. And we, it was just sitting there under construction. So we know that there will be some great things that you will bring to that. And we can't wait to see it. I what's on the race calendar next for you three. I know Linda talked about wanting to do the, or signing up for the wine and dine half. I know Dean's got the challenge there but what's what, is there anything before that for you three what's going on we we do the local 5ks or are there we have quite a few of them here in highlands county most of them take place at the 
Highlands Hammock State Park, a nice little 5K out there. We have our 4th of July run and a turkey trot, and it's usually run at Halloween. I have the Wine and Dine 10K and Half Marathon. But before that, in October, I'm running the Jacks 50K in October. It's a trail race in Palm Coast, Florida at the wow. Malincompra Greenway Trail. Wow. And Space Coast Marathon Thanksgiving weekend. And I have nothing on my calendar for next year yet. So Yet. Yeah. <laughs> That won't last. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Judy, Judy, what are you doing? I have nothing until one and nine half. Okay. And then Space Coast also. But I'm taking a break from longer distances. Just want to work on maybe my speed on for the shorter distances. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Although Space Coast, that's they're, they have some of the best, <laughs> biggest bling I've ever seen. For yeah, Space really. Coast. The series that, and the two courses and all of that. Mm. So. Well, if you have not done it, I highly recommend it. There's two half marathon courses to choose from. Most people, I think, if they're just doing the half, will choose the south course because you get a little bit more time. Yeah, and, that's um, us. That would be us. Starts first, and then we run the, the south course last. So it gives you a little more time because the marathoners are coming in there. I will say, uh, even though it's Thanksgiving weekend, Ooh. don't let the weather fool you because this past year the temp as soon as the sun came up it got very hot and was very difficult to deal with florida florida in our winter time you cannot predict it it's, you can't yeah, something else. can't linda what's next for you mostly up here i do just virtual races they don't do races up here like you guys do down there it's always awesome down there the wine and dine half and I'm tempted to try the donna Oh, well, in 2024. We, I was going to say, are y'all just not, uh, can we all meet up at Donna? Because I, my, my dad was in cancer treatment and I had to miss. And I really want to come back with a gusto to Donna with everybody. So I hope to see the three of you there because that well, one every year. There's, there's a there's a 110 mile ultra race too at the Donna. There is. I hear that that's a belt buckle situation, Dean. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> there's an easier way to get the Donna 110 though. That's true. Yeah. Uh, see, Judy, it's smart. You do it, and you do it like a mile a day, and exactly. it's exactly yeah. You start in October. It's you're on it. It's perfect. <laughs> The, the frightening part for me for the 110 with the Donna is the weather situation. Oh, yep. yeah. I don't do cold very well, particularly with the neuropathy. So I, I you know, I really have to think long and hard about that. Yeah. In the recent past, we've had some weather that would make you question in some, terms of that. This past year was fairly nice. Blustery. Yeah. Yeah. It was fairly nice except for the five or the, uh, the shakeout run. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. rainy yeah. from what I bit. saw you send to me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Linda, Judy, Dean, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show, for sharing your experience with the Keys 100. For I think that you gave a lot of insight and a lot of tips for people who are going to crew, people who are going to pace, people who are going to participate. And we are we're just so honored that you did it and we hope that we get to accomplish explore and indulge with you really soon thank you for having us 
Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. A lot of fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.